Welcome to Beyond Risk and Back. I'm your host, Aaron Huey. Thank you for joining me this week on the show. I want to take a little bit of a left turn from what we usually are talking about, which is a lot of skills to help kids or help parents help their teens and deal with some of the really awful stuff we've been dealing with. I have a guest today I met on Podmatch. I love being on Podmatch. I am not sponsored by Podmatch. I really dig Podmatch. Have I said Podmatch enough? Enough. Um, I met Anne as we were going through and we got matched up as guest and host. And I read through her bio and I was like, I think parents need this. I want parents to hear this. This is a an opportunity for you to work from the inside out, parents, to, to recognize so much of these shows, so much of Beyond Risk and Back is about these skills that you have to change or these things you have to do on the outside. Anne is going to talk about what we need to do on the inside and heal from that inside out. Let's reverse engineer what's been going on. And when I say we're deviating from the norm a little bit, this is what I mean. I love the movie, The Secret. I have for years. I've had a Marie Diamond on the show. I've been involved in the seminar industry with a lot of the people who are on The Secret. And the movie Beyond The Secret, uh, the, the producer of the movie is a business partner of mine. The other day, I put the entire uh, movie of The Secret on in the background of my office and I listened to it for probably the 50th time because I truly believe that my thoughts create my reality and that if I don't create my day, my day will create me. That is, that is a pure truth belief of mine, but I want you to hear from Anne and her process of changing and healing from the inside out. Welcome to Beyond Risk and Back. As I said, I'm Aaron Huey. My guest today is Anne Heiss. Anne, how are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm really glad we we got this going on. And you and I spent a lot of time off the air talking about things that we we both know, love, like, and trust. And I really just wanted someone else to introduce these concepts and these philosophies to my audience. So it wasn't just me. And, and I get a lot of therapy on this show. A lot of people listening to therapists and counselors and, and you know, those, those big academia brains. And there's other ways too. And I, and I'm, this is not assuming you're not a big academia brain. You, you, you may well as be, I'm not. So I, but people are listening to me for whatever reason. But Anne, talk about who you are and how you ended up doing the work that you do. Hi. Okay. Um, it was good to hear that introduction. It doesn't all necessarily go along with what I now believe. I love the secret at the time. Um, I did a lot of that, that work trying to change things and nothing really stuck. I tried positive thinking. I tried multiple diets and all sorts of things. I had a pretty traumatic childhood. I had two alcoholic parents. Um, I found my mother dead in the bathroom when I was 19. And that trauma stuck with me for a long time. So I kept trying to do things that made me feel better. And nothing really lasted for very long, like a week or two, maybe. And it wasn't until, until I was in my 40s and I went to a doctor. I was a stay-at-home mother with two young kids. And... He asked me what my stress level was and thinking it should be quite 
uh, low, but he could tell it really wasn't. And it was an eight out of 10. And he asked me why that was. And I knew immediately it was because that trauma of finding my mother dead on the bathroom floor was still just under tears, was still just under the surface. So he used this simple technique with me. It's called EFT. Many people have heard of it. Um, it's a simple ta tapping technique where you talk through the trauma and uh, tap on some points on the body as you're talking through it. And after 15 minutes, I walked away from that doctor's office being able to tell the story with no emotions surfacing. And it felt like magic to me. It felt like something had really shifted on an inner level. And so I tried it out. I tried it out a couple of days later. My cat needed daily saline injections and my hand was shaking so much for the first one. It's like I knew I couldn't <laughs> carry on doing that. So I tapped about it. I tapped about the fear I was having over it. I tapped about my history of injections. And the next day it just slid right in and I knew something had shifted. So I started doing that on everything, every trauma I could remember from childhood, every collective trauma like 9-11, the Loma Prieta earthquake. And my mind just became quieter and quieter on the inside. And it was at that point that I realized that the voice who had been talking to me on the inside, the words I'd been using to scold myself were my dad's words. And they were no longer there. And I had to get beyond the point where he had disappeared from my head before I could recognize that he had been there before. Emotionally focused therapy, what you're talking about, EFT, you know, this showed up around 1980. And the... the what it, what has come from the work of EFT has been truly fascinating, not just EFT in general, but also EMDR, which is this, you know, very developed offshoot of it. We use it up at the treatment facility on the kids, on the parents and stuff, but it really does EFT and EMDR feels like a magic bullet. And it starts to sometimes paint a picture about too good to be true. All I got to do is watch some flashing lights or get some buzzers in my hand or tap certain places on my body and all my trauma goes away you know ding dong it's it's dead like and it's and it's but there's more to it than that can you explain EFT and the why around it because it is a proven concept why is it working I don't think people really honestly know at this point there's been lots of studies lots of speculation because I've gone further than that um, then I, I've realized that what it's doing is it's it's working on the connective tissue of the body, which is where I believe our traumas are stored, where our emotions are stored that we haven't let go yet. And as we're tapping on these meridian points, I think it's like an energetic interrupt to the stability that is that is stored inside of us. So as we're talking through these events that happened or the emotions that happens, it's somehow just releasing it from the connective tissue of the body, which is where it's been stored all these years. And it does take work. That's the thing with these therapies. It takes time. So if you're talking through something that happened to you, uh, like my dad shouted at me is an example I use a lot, then you, you keep saying that and tapping on it. It can take five, 10 minutes of tapping and saying it before you can start taking deep breaths and you realize, oh, something's shifted inside of me and I've let go of some of that that was stored around that memory. You talked about meridians for a second. Explain what a meridian is. 
it's based on the Chinese energy system where we have meridian, we have paths through the body. And in EFT, each, each point that you're tapping on is the end of one meridian system. So different, different memories might be stored in different systems. So we just tap through 10 different points. Um, doesn't really matter which one we think it's stored in. We just tap through them all. It all, tell, all tends to help. And when you're, say, tapping, am I using just my fingers? Is this something I can do when I'm sitting at a traffic light and I'm feeling stressed out about something? Or do I have some special thing that I got to order for $19.95 from Amazon and send Bezos into space even more? Like what? what a- it's totally free. It's totally easy to do. You can learn it in five to 10 minutes. Um, and you are just tapping. You're tapping with the ends of your fingers. It's not really gentle. You want to make it you know, firm enough to be an interrupt, but not firm enough to hurt you. So you're just tapping with the ends of your fingers. And absolutely, I had one very traumatic event um, where I actually walked out of a class that I had been in because this person, this teacher had just stressed me too much. And by the, I tapped on my way home now. I don't suggest people do this before they're really used to it. <laughs> Both hands on the wheel, folks. Right. It, it, <laughs> it takes multitasking. So, But you can do it when you stop at traffic lights. And by the time I got home, I was totally relaxed. So, yes, you can do it anywhere. It's totally free and so easy to do. Now, you talked at the beginning because I brought us in talking about the secret and, and positive affirmations and positive thinking. And you and I off the air talked about this, this power of the mind experience, this, this responsibility for healing experience that we're, when we're saying when something happens to you, taking responsibility for tomorrow is the, this, this key to healing. And whether that's going to see a therapist, whether that's doing some EFT tapping, um, whether it's doing positive affirmations and stuff, stuff like that, are we, is, isn't EFT, EMDR, tapping, uh, positive affirmations, aren't we just interrupting uh, a response, uh, a conditioned trauma response with something? And if that's all it is, can't we do that a lot of ways? Can I just bonk my eyeball with a pencil while I'm having a triggered response to being sexually assaulted? And ultimately, I'll associate the sexual assault feeling with being bonked in the eyeball and then it goes away? Or are the, is, it, is it necessary to be on the meridians? Okay, EFT is not, it's not suppressing what you're feeling. It is accepting what you're feeling. So I do not, I don't recommend positive thinking from that point of view, because what we want to do is we want to fully accept what we're feeling right now in the moment. Now with positive thinking, we're saying what we're thinking right now or feeling right now in the moment is not good enough. So I'm going to put something else on top, which is suppressing the current feeling. So no, what we want to do is we want to fully accept what we're feeling. And that's what we're doing with tapping. And, And tapping is just the, in my journey, tapping was the first step, but I got beyond it. It was the first step because when I started this, I had no idea how I was feeling. If someone would ask me, how are you feeling today, Anne? I would say, I'm fine. How are you feeling? Right? <laughs> there would be no awareness of myself of how I was feeling because I had so much resistance inside of me. So EFT allowed me to become aware of the feelings, to let some of that resistance go so that I could become aware and realize, okay, really, I'm feeling, I'm feeling scared. 
I'm feeling angry. And then, then there's another step. But all along the way with the tapping, it's like, okay, what am I feeling now? And I'm allowing that to be okay. Because the feelings have to be okay. Once, once we allow them to be okay, then they will let go and shift. When we're dealing with parents who have children who are spinning out to a, to a very uh, a scary place, you know, OD, suicide, things like that. Um, your kid hasn't been to school in six months. You're, you're, um, you know, you, you have found little bags of pills that you don't recognize and are frantically searching the internet to identify them. And you're assuming your child's now dealing pills at school or elsewhere. And you're just the, 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 it feels like an oversimplification to say, feel what you're feeling and this will be revealed through tapping. So now talk to us and, and bring us through the process. I'm a parent. I just got a phone call from the principal. My kid's been busted for fighting, running away, self-harming. They're in the principal's office. I got to leave work. My life is coming to a standstill. What is Anne teaching me? Again, there's a lot there. You use the words that we would use with tapping, right? So we would totally go through, and I know this is just audio, but I'm going to tap on my head as I'm doing it because I'm so used to doing it. So I would tap through the points as I'm saying these things. Oh my God, I just got a phone call from the principal. Oh my God, my day's coming to an end. It's like all these things are coming up in my mind. So I would say what I'm feeling, right? Say it out loud to myself. Oh my God, oh my God. I'm so scared. I don't know what's going to happen. What did he do? I'm so afraid Afraid of what he did. I'm so afraid of what's going to happen next. We would just verbalize those thoughts that we're having and allow them to be okay. And that tapping process helps to take away the emotion underneath those words. And then we can tell what's happening. We can tell if things are loosening up inside because we'll start saying the words more easily. There won't be so much emotion behind the words, right? We won't be so angry as we're saying them. We'll just start saying them as their words, like we're reading from a book. And there are other things that we know are happening. So as we, if we start yawning, if we start sighing, if we start crying, those are all physical expressions that we are releasing tension on the inside. It was fascinating because while you were talking, you were going through this and you, you told the audience you were tapping while you're saying it. And I'm watching you here tap and you're very like, you know where the spots are and you repeated the tapping process. A lot of them look like sinuses. Like you, when you were tapping around your eyes and under your nose, down on your chin, there are a lot of sinus places there. So I imagine you're also clearing your sinuses, but can you talk, can you tell us which points can the, can you talk the parents through which points you're actually, and I'm assuming somewhere you've got an instructional video or an instructional process we can send people to, to actually see, but where are you actually tapping? Okay. Yeah, there are. So the first point is the top of the head, the very, the crown point of the head. And I'm tapping tap here while we're gently, doing it. Gently, like about seven times. And then you move on to the next point, which is the beginning of the eyebrows. And right then, over both eyes. Yeah. And you can use one hand or both. Um, the meridian system goes down both sides of the body. Yeah. I tend to use both hands on when I can. 
than the edge of the eye, the bone on the edge of the eye. Right on the outside of the eyes. Good. Okay. And then the bone underneath the eye. Yeah. That was, that's definitely a sinus point that I use a lot, but right under the eyes, that bony part. Okay. Under the nose. Yeah. On the, above the upper lip. Yeah. And then in the chin, the kind of the dimple in the chin. And then there's a collarbone point. It's just under the collarbone. You know, what's amazing. And, and uh, you and I have not talked about this, but... Uh, every single one of those points in Sansu Kung Fu and Ninjutsu and uh, Dim Mak are also attack points. And these are, these are medicinal points in Chinese medicine. These are these are nerve clusters. These are these are places on your body where energy is flowing and collecting, and you can strike in these places, and it does a lot of damage. And and the ninja were always taught, you, you heal from these places, you kill from these places. And they were taught the healing arts first. Same with Dimak. These are healing points. These are acupuncture, acupressure points. Um, so so I'm as I'm watching you do it, I'm like, oh my. And in my mind, I know the names of some of these, these meridians, but this is where I would like families, if you're listening to this and you're tapping on your crown and then right above your eyebrows and then on the outsides of your eyes on the bone, under your eyes on the bone, the uh, the point right between the nose and the upper lip, the, the chin cleft, and then the collarbones. And then there's one more point, which is under the arm. Under the arms. Under the armpits. That, that's right under the armpits. There, and that is a, there's a very sensitive spot right under there um, that, again, nerve clusters. But you can, you can go to, and then I'll tell you how I feel right now. My shoulders feel relaxed by just doing this process. I feel tension leaving my trapezoids. Just feel more relaxed. Um, but and, oh, no, let me finish my thought. You can go look, uh, 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 put a, uh, uh, a keyword search into Google and say meridian points. And you can see all these points on a chart, uh, a Chinese medicine chart. But on top of this, Anne, you're saying I'm also processing verbally out loud or in my mind, or does it matter? It was better to do it out loud, but it doesn't, you can just do it in your mind. And you're using the words to bring the emotion back up inside of you, to bring that memory up so that your focus is on it as you're tapping. I imagine parents or myself sitting in the principal's office with my kid slumped over a chair, all angry and sullen, and the principal giving me the laundry list of everything my kid just did that day that's getting them expelled, and I just start tapping in front of them. <laughs> it's just, it's good. Like, like the interruption concept exists throughout because I have to engage myself physically to begin this emotional, mental process. Yes, well, it's very physical. And if you're so involved, so invested in the emotion. That's why EFT is so good to begin with. And you might not want to do it in the principal's office. Sometimes it can be a little embarrassing, embarrassing <laughs> but you can do it on the way home or you could go to the bathroom and just tap for a little while. And I, as I said, this is just the first step that I did. Once you've done enough, you can actually get to the point where you can feel the emotions in the body and you know what they are. And you can just talk yourself through it. It's okay, I can feel this tension in my stomach and I'm just going to allow that tension to be there. Allow it to be there. And if you'll sit with it long enough, it will just dissipate. 
I love it when we have guests who are just giving such practical, straightforward, here's what you can do right now. You're listening to this episode and you're thinking about what your kid has done or the time that your kid was called to the principal's office and you had to leave work. And then you remember what Ann said and you just start tapping. So start tapping, like, like do the tapping thing because it's the practical right now help that is why you're here looking for something that's going to help you with your family right here, right now. In the past 20 years, I have personally coached over a thousand parents with their kids who are struggling at the level that your kid is struggling, which is why you found Beyond Risk and Back. The, the experts that I have had the opportunity to learn from and interview over the years, having a a treatment facility with the highest success rate in the United States because of the parent intervention plan my wife and I created. I have taken all that information and I have created 56 classes for you as a parent, regardless of whether your kid is all the way in the red, life is full stop, it's really dangerous. In the yellow, where you gotta slow down, you're seeing warning signs, and you know it could turn red or it could go green, but now we're at risk. Or your kid is in the green, things are going okay, but there's something missing, you just wanna get this kid into that potential, that world changer that you know they are. Well, that's why I created the app and it's called Brab, Beyond Risk and Back. Go to brabapp.com and you're going to get 56 classes. This is everything I have ever taught a parent. In, in my live school presentations with 700 parents at once or one-on-one -on -one working with a very, very desperate mom or dad who doesn't want to lose their child. Go to brabapp.com. It's extremely affordable, I promise you. I wanted every parent to be able to afford the thing, the lessons, the techniques, the tools, the tricks, the tactics, so that that parent can leave right now and go help their child help themselves. Go to brabapp.com, B-R-A-B-A-P-P.com. And download the classes today. Watch them at your own speed, on your phone, on your laptop, on your pad. And I'll see you there. Let's get back to our guest. Okay, Anne. I really like this. And I what I really like is that the moment I started the tapping process, I felt parts of my body given release. And I have, I have really good body rapport. That's my bragging point. I've, I've been very focused on how I feel and what I'm going through for a lot of years in my life in recovery and running a treatment center. But you have said a couple times that that was just the first part, that there's another part. What's coming after me tapping and me verbally processing what I'm actually going through in that moment? Can I just go back to something we talked about earlier? I just wanted to say Please, yes. you can look you can look up EFT online. The tapping points are there. There are thousands and thousands of videos out there about EFT. But I just want to mention that a lot of people have changed EFT these days and made it more positive. But the power in EFT is totally accepting the negative. Because without the negative in our bodies, we're at peace. So it's really accepting the negative, accepting those feelings 
And especially we're told these days, you know, we shouldn't hate anything. Ugh. We shouldn't hate anybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if we're hating experience, if we're hating someone, I want people to really feel that hate because if we feel it, if we tap it out, then it's gone from the body and it's not coming back the same way. So that's really important. And you're, you're 100% right. I could not agree with you more. What therapy is, is processing the truth. What it's not is denial. Reframing has its place in seminars, in motivation. But when you're dealing with assault, abandonment, abuse, addiction, processing the what is, the what happened, being able to detach the triggers from a trauma response, right? That means you have to do the work of what you are actually feeling. You, go, you don't get to deny, bury, or turn your back on it. You've got to get into it. So 100% agree with you. And I know that EFT is one of those things that a lot of seminar people like to get up there and be like, and then only say the positive. Look, that's a, you can use EFT for positive thinking and all that type of stuff. But when you're processing trauma and emotional response, if you're not dealing with the honest to God, real and for true, you're not doing the work. It's a negative that's stored in our body. It's yes. that trauma that's stored in our body. The positive's not stored in there. And the tapping works on what's stored in there. You've got to do it on the negative. Feeling connected to, hard. yeah, feeling connected to abundance while I'm tapping isn't helping me with the fact I was sexually assaulted, right? You've got to deal with what that feels like. Right. Yes. I mean, even tapping on abundance when you're feeling broke, that's not, that's not the truth. I agree. This is about getting to your real truth. And it's sometimes really hard to find the truth because we've we've hidden it away for so long. So it's a layer by layer process. You yeah. just totally accept what you're feeling right now. And as you're tapping, it's opening up the subconscious mind and you'll find something else comes to light that then you tap on. One of the stories I tell is that um, when I did find my mother, that was such a traumatic event. And I did a lot more tapping after I left that doctor's office about different aspects of that day. And one of the things that didn't come to light until I've done a lot of the, the big stuff was that my brother came home with his girlfriend and, and she made me a cup of coffee and I didn't like coffee and she didn't put sugar in it. She didn't put milk in it. I was, I was mad with her. But that's such a small thing, but it didn't come to light until I'd let go of the big stuff. Wow. So it's a layer by layer process. So let's talk about this second layer that you've alluded to a couple times. So the, the tapping, the processing of what is and what is real emotionally and mentally, what you're going through, how the thoughts and the feelings, now you're, you're adding in the body. So what's, what's, that, what's that next level? Right. So this is, these are different layers of awareness. And you could go through the different layers of awareness using EFT. And I think people, most people do to begin with. So begin with, you only may only be aware of the words like my dad shouted at me. And as you work on it, you'll be may become aware that you feel scared because dad shouted at me. And underneath that feeling of feeling scared or afraid, there's physical sensations, right? What are the physical sensations of being scared? Well, it might be you're holding your abdomen tight. You might be holding your, your neck and your jaw tight. You want to become aware of those. And working with EFT, for me, it took probably a couple of years, maybe. I can't really remember the timeline, but 
but I went through and did one trauma every night. So I worked really hard on it. And then I became aware during the day, if something emotional came up, then I would, I would work on it then or that evening. So I worked on it hard and I became aware of those physical sensations. Now it sounds like you're aware too of the physical sensations in your body. And that is another level of awareness. So once you have that level of awareness, you can work with that. You don't need EFT anymore. You can just become aware. So what I did is when I was at the kitchen sink doing dishes, I would my mind would be busy thinking things through and I would notice when I was thinking a thought that had emotion attached to it. And then I would stop and I would actually hold my breath. I would physically stop like a statue and feel that feeling in my body. Okay, where is that fear? What does it feel like? Can I, can I find it in my body? And once I find it, can I hold it there? So I just hold it. It's like, okay, I can feel that tension right in my stomach. Okay, I'm just going to let that tension exist. I'm going to let it be there. What does it feel like? I can feel it. It's like it wants to move around, but I'm holding, holding it right there. I'm allowing it to exist. And at some point, I would have to take a breath. And then something shifted. That physical feeling, that sensation had shifted. Then I would go back and think the thought again. See if that fear is still there. And if it is, I would find it, hold it, hold my breath like I'm a statue. Just examine the feeling, physical sensation, allow it to be, allow it to pass through, and then I'd need to take a breath. And in that moment, something shifted. And then I'd think the thought again. And I would just keep going. Sometimes it would take two times, sometimes five, sometimes 10. And I would get to the point where that thought no longer had fear underneath it. And then I just carry on with the dishes and it took a long time to do dishes sometimes. <laughs> but, but this process just opened up another level of awareness inside and another level of peace because now those thoughts no longer had that emotion. And in that moment, I'm putting out a different signal to the universe, right? We talked about the secret and um, the law of attraction. Well, my belief is that our whole body our whole being is our signal. Every second of every day, we're putting out this signal. And it makes sense when you think about it, right? Because someone who's like six foot eight, that's part of the signal they're carrying around with them. And they're going to attract people all over the place who are going to talk about their height. Same thing goes for weight. And, and, you know, whether you've got hair, whether you don't have hair, it's all part of our signal. But the biggest part of our signal to me is that tension on the inside from that, the traumas that we're holding on to. So, once we can let those go, we're putting off a different signal and then we're attracting peace, more peace back to us in the future. What's amazing about what you just said is that uh, I, for a long time, people were really angry about that documentary that came out around the Facebook algorithm and, and the Google algorithm, right? Um, the understanding that I got from watching the documentary around how advertisers use an algorithm to put things in front of you, how what you search on Google or on Facebook reinforces what you get shown. When people were so angry about that, my question that I have is how is that any different from the energy you put out into the world, into your daily life? Right. And it made me become very conscious on what I was looking at 
Because if I wanted to see more of something, I intentionally liked it. And if I didn't want to see more of something, I scrolled past it. I just, I don't want to look at that. I don't, don't show me that again. Or I intentionally took the time to block it. And what happens is, is that that Facebook algorithm started only showing me what I wanted consciously. Because the only difference was I was not doing it unconsciously anymore. And when we talk about being a signal to attracting things into our life, one of the things that I hear you saying that I am now going, okay, so EFT is making me very conscious about that I'm feeling, what I am feeling, and your second level, where I'm feeling it. Now, the thing is, is that I've been feeling this stuff before and it's been unconscious. I've been having unconscious reactions and unconscious triggers and acting in such a way that is reinforcing the unconsciousness and reinforcing the trigger. And the, what you're talking about is hacking the body's algorithm of response and making it very, very conscious. And I love this because you are teaching my parents how to create body rapport. So now that I've said all that, I know I have some parents listening right now who heard you say, I find out where I feel that. And they go, what? <laughs> what do you mean where I feel that? <laughs> so talk about where things are felt and how to discover where things are felt. I get it, but I want them to learn from you. Okay, I can totally understand. Um, six years ago, if someone had said that to me, I would not understand it either. So to me, it was a process of opening awareness. Now, hopefully people can get there faster than I did, but it might take going through those first steps first in order to become aware of those physical sensations. But if you put yourself in one of those feelings, right? If you put yourself in frustration, there is a physicalness to that frustration. I can feel it as I think about it now. It's like I can feel that tension right across my stomach. Now, it might take awareness to notice it. So just practice becoming aware as you're feeling emotions throughout the day. It's like, where are you feeling it? And then practice allowing that feeling to be okay, just noticing it. You don't have to, you don't want to suppress it. You don't want to say, I shouldn't be feeling this. You want to say, okay, I am feeling this. It's okay that I'm feeling this and I can feel it right there. Once you but feel it right there, you know, like, like as, as you were, as you were doing that, that, that second part of the teaching, that second layer, I brought up my stress response right? Because I'm going through a lot of stress in my personal life right now. Um, my business personal life. And so, and I immediately was like, Oh, there it is. Because I, I carry my stress in my belly, right? You can tell when I wear skin tight jeans, I, I look like an apple. So, <laughs> cause that's where I carry my stress, right? My, my stress hormones and everything like that. I carry it in my belly. So here I am with this feeling of stress and I was holding my breath and I was I was amazed. I was just literally holding the stress response. My mind was doing instructions. My mind was listening to what you were saying. I was following your instructions, but I found myself able to hold my stress response on purpose instead of just be like, okay, okay, just let it go, let it go, breathe, 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 breathe. No, I'd hold your breath and hold it there. Like become its master. Take command of what you're feeling. Oh my God, I'm feeling this. And whatever 
Thoughts lead to feelings, lead to actions, lead to results. When we teach teenagers this, that feelings lead to actions, there's supposed to be a gap between feeling and action. Teens do not possess the ability to have the gap, not yet. Adults are supposed to have a gap between how they feel and what they do. And in that moment when you were talking and I'm holding my stress, that feeling that someone has literally got their finger in my belly, that's the way I, I started to, I was like, what does that actually feel like? This sensation in my belly It's like, someone's got their finger, like someone's pushing on my belly right there. And then I breathe. Cause you said, okay, stop holding your breath. I breathe and it shifted. And when I brought it back, I literally felt like it went thump and moved down like I couldn't touch. And I was like, hey, and it didn't feel like someone was pressing. It felt like someone had their hand resting on my belly. And I'm like, I am literally changing the sensation of stress. Holy crap, I'm in charge. And it was awesome. So then what you do is you bring up that stress response again and you do it again and see what it feels like now and then hold it and just do it a few more times. And then, and then you know, go off with your day and the next time you think about it, do it again. And, it's, and that literally changes the signal. It, and I, the, the, the question about this is, is that, is this all ultimately so that it goes away or so that when it shows up, you're in charge? Which, both, neither, which one? Well, in the moment you're accepting it totally as it is, and it will, it will shift. Yes, hopefully it will eventually go away because it's your signal and what you're putting out in your signal, you're attracting back to you. So as a parent, if you want things to shift, your best bet is working on yourself because then you're attracting something different back into your life. And this has been absolutely fascinating. I know parents who, who are listening are going to want to connect with you. So let's give parents an opportunity to come directly to Anne. So how do they find you? Okay, I do have a website. It's my name, Anne, dot com. I also have a YouTube channel, which again, just look up my name, Anne Hints, and I'm putting some pretty specific in-depth videos on there because it's, it's not always easy to describe sure. it on interviews. And I do also have a Facebook page, a public Facebook page that people can contact me through. A-N-N-H-I-N-C-E. Yes, and hints. Okay. And, and as you said, you know, if you, if you uh, uh, Google EFT tapping points, there's a, there's a bazillion things and there's, there's very little difference between them. You know, some have a little bit more. There's a place on the, on the hand that some of them are saying some place, ignore the hands, some places only showing the hand and different points on the fingers, but in general, head, eyebrow, side of eye, uh, under the eye, under the nose, chin, beginning of the collarbone and under the arm. Those are, those are the ones that they all seem to agree on. Yes. And I forgot to mention. Oh, please do. I did actually write a book <laughs> and I have a chapter in there on EFT and I have go through the different steps that I took to have the ability to actually see inside my body, which is what I can do now. And the book is called A Pathway to Insight. It's on Amazon or you can have your local bookstore order it. A Pathway to Insight by author and hence and thank you very much for being on the show. This has been amazing. I'm very excited to get this show out to the, pub, to, the, to the public. This is awesome. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
Ference, the the experience of making the unconscious conscious is recovery, regardless of what you're recovering from. And I want to make sure that you understand, parents, you are in recovery. Your child is not broken. The system has failed. And until you understand which system has failed, there's nothing you can really do. You can think positive, you can act positive, you can ignore and try to compartmentalize anything in your life. But until the whole, W-H-O-L-E, is addressed, that means the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the financial, until you actually begin to deal with what is, recovery cannot begin. And what I believe Anne has taught us is you start with that feeling that you're feeling, that response, that stress, that experience that you have in your body. And that requires body report. And I think what's brilliant about what she was saying is that this also teaches you how to be in tune, to communicate, to connect with your body. Parents, as always, take care of yourselves first, your adult relationship second, and your children third. Because that's how you're going to do your best work with your children. And quite frankly, you cannot EFT your child, but you can certainly model it so your child starts to copy you. My thanks to Deepin Productions for producing Beyond Risk and Back and to Your Cause Consulting, to make, who makes sure that this podcast gets in front of all the parents who actually need to see it. My name is Aaron Huey. Please go to brabapp.com and check out the parenting course I got you there. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.